Hello. <coughs> Everybody. <laughs> Hi, everyone. <laughs> you just couldn't let me do that, could you? I was going to hold it for as long as I could. Yeah. Overachiever, you. Welcome to the Bookish Impulses Podcast. I am Kenny. I'm Yasinia. Let's dive on into the episode. Hello, peeps. It is I, Kenny. Hi, everyone. It's Yasinia. And the dog is here. That's Momo. It's probably his breathing that you hear. We are in our living room, and uh, we decided to date. <coughs> I don't know what happened. <laughs> Sorry. We decided today that uh, we were going to have a discussion about book reviews. Just in general. A general discussion. Um, excuse any noise that you may get, because like I said, the dog is free. And... Uh, He's a hot mess most of the time. So the reason why I wanted to have this discussion, which I didn't tell my wife why, but the reason why I wanted to have this discussion was because on our blog, the Bookish Imposters blog, um, I noticed that my kind of book reviews are very different from her kind of book reviews. And I was wondering if there's a better version of a book review. So, like, because my honest opinion is that her book reviews are way better than mine. But I don't know how she feels. I think she thinks hers are way better than mine, too. But I think that hers are way better than mine. And I just really don't get the gist of writing book reviews like everybody else who writes them professionally and everything so yeah that's why we're having this episode that's why i came up with the idea to have this discussion so darling when you think of a book review what is the most important thing you think you have to put in a book review probably what you know what you thought of it like why you thought it was good and or why did you think it wasn't good um I don't know like even if you like overall you were like eh it's not my type of book probably say you know it probably isn't my type of book but you know it had some good points here and there but yeah, whatever. Like, I think I think we both agree on that. I think. If I'm understanding you correctly, you're saying like start with the strengths of the book. Or what you feel are the strengths. Yeah. Do you feel it is necessary to put the weaknesses of the book in the review? Well, yeah, if you're not gonna give it like if you're giving it a three-star review or a two-star review, you need to put why, because then people can see, like, oh, maybe that's not my type of book, or 
they could be like, huh, you didn't think that was good? I like that kind of stuff. You know, it's like, because then if you give it a two-star two review and you only say the good things that you liked about it, people are going to be like, you're only saying good things. Why is it a two-star review? Okay, well, let's flip it then. If you give it a two-star review, which generally means it's a not really a book you would read it, you would like to read if you knew how it went, um, would you, do you think if you give it a two or a one-star review that you have to put the things that you liked about it in it? I think so. So you don't just straight up bash it throughout the entire review. You actually say, well, this was good, but all of this stuff here just killed it. Yeah. Yeah. Basically? Yeah, because then it doesn't just give feedback to the reader, to to a possible reader that maybe, you know, maybe this might be a good thing that you would enjoy in this book and these other things may not be, but it also gives feedback for authors because I'm guessing some authors actually, some of them might actually look to see some reviews some honest reviews, not just reviews that are just bashing the book for whatever reason, but reviews that are actually giving a reason why they didn't like this or that. Understood. Well, I can tell you this. As an author, I think that if I ever logged onto Amazon or went on to Amazon and, and looked at the reviews of my books and I saw that a review said, this is a great book, and that was it, that would upset me more than somebody who was just bashing it the entire time. <laughs> like if the review just said, this is a great book. I recommend it. Like that right there is just like, what's the point? <laughs> like you didn't tell anybody anything. Like there's nothing behind that. So, yeah. so it's like, what, what does your opinion mean to somebody else? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> but I do have a couple of those. But I mean, I know that they read the book and they already told me about what they liked about it. They just, they're just not the review type. Right. <clears throat> Some people aren't. Right. Um, I know I used to, well, on Goodreads, I'm really not good at reviewing every book that I read and, and saying, like, really what I think. Like. I guess I gotta be better about that. Well, for me, I, f I feel like when it's a book that I don't really like that much, or I didn't like at all, like the one I just bailed on, mm -hmm. I feel like <clears throat> if I bail on it nine chapters in, I'm not really gonna say anything good about it. Like, I, f I feel like I, I just didn't find any strengths and I'm closing the book and I'm writing a review. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, for me, my Goodreads reviews tend to be like a summary of my actual review. Like, I don't put everything on Goodreads. Like, I'll say, this was a this was a really good book. I liked it because it had great, strong characters. The world building was great. Um, if you like this, this, and that, you probably would like this book, so I recommend it. Like, it's pretty much like a very simple few sentences, 
there you go. Yeah. Like, that's my Goodreads. Um, unless it's, like, a book that I just love. Like the Amy Stewart, um, Girl Waits With Gun series. Mm-hmm. The Cop Sister series. Those, I'm pretty sure I did do a long, um, just paragraph of me going fangirl on it. But <laughs> it's just because I love the book so much. Okay, well, here's another one then. When you are, say it's a book that you love, and mm-hmm. you, you're going to give it somewhere between four and five stars out of five stars mm-hmm. for the book. Do you feel it's necessary to preface your review with spoiler alert if you're going to be given a lot of details of why you like the book? Or do you feel like it's not really a spoiler if you tell a bunch of details as long as you don't reveal like the big thing at the end? Well, I would think that, yes, spoil you. For me, I would like if people would post, like, say, spoiler alert. Because then, if you're giving so much detail, then you're you're still giving away some stuff that you would have been, you know, um, figuring out as you read. Uh, I usually, in my reviews, aren't very detailed, because I don't like to spoil the book. Unless, if I really feel like I need to give so much detail, I make sure I say there might be spoilers. Because I know I don't like the book to be spoiled for me, so right. I don't like to spoil it for other people. Understood. This and, and that's my main problem. Trying to figure out how much information is too much information and how much information is not enough. Because when I write reviews, I, what, I, what I usually like to do is tell how a book starts. Like I want to give you the first chapter, maybe the first two chapters and a quick summary. And then after that part, I'll just pretty much tell you like, I liked it because of X, Y, Z. I didn't like this much, but I like these. And then the ending is bananas. And then I'll say, you need to get this book. I recommend it. And I'll just leave it at that. I feel like that's a really good... I guess, outline or whatever for a book, for a review. And that's what I try to do. When I, like, the last review I wrote was for Revival, uh, the Stephen King book. I still don't remember that book. <laughs> <laughs> and it's crazy, because I read it before you, and I still remember it. Like, I just read it a couple weeks ago. Yeah, well, you were very stoked about that book. Was it your first Stephen <laughs> King? It was my first Stephen King book. Um... But the, the, basically, the way I did that was I wrote about the first chapter, and then I wrote like a little bit about the middle, just to bring it back around. And then I just said, "This is why I love it." Yeah. Well, Stephen King, you have to give some of the middle because he like the buildup is slow. Usually. It is. Yeah. I mean, the book is the story is still entertaining, and it's still keeps you there but the reveal is so slow that you know you gotta give something otherwise you're like yeah and it's about this dude mm-hmm. right and the thing but the, <laughs> the thing is though with his writing that makes it phenomenal and I guess this is kind of like a Stephen King ramble but 
it's Bad like boy. <laughs> hold on now <laughs> but it's like his his stories are very long but inside of his stories are a bunch of little stories yeah so if you don't if you don't give the middle you're gonna skip like something that was a different story like basically you gotta give it you have to he's crazy the dog he's nuts he just pretended like he wasn't trying to go into the kitchen so he ran back to the living room <laughs> he does that quite often um, such a brat but yeah have you seen any like book reviews or have you happened upon any book reviews that made you like upset yes <laughs> I've seen quite a few of them on audible and Amazon and the ones that really get me mad is like not about my own books somebody else's books they'll go into the how they didn't like that a book was a certain amount of gore but you got a book that was just for an example just a crazy example like you would get a book that's called zombie eats face and then you get the book and you expect not to read about how a zombie ate a face and the face you know was destroyed because of the zombie like are you serious there's too much gore for you how was that a good review that's not a good <laughs> review yeah, it's like, people, if that's not the kind of book you want or the kind of book you want to read, don't read it. Don't review it. Like, just... That's a that's a case of a review that doesn't need to be written. Right. Like, there's no reason for you to write that review at all. But then, from, like, a technical standpoint, I've seen reviews that are, like, I felt like there were too many typos in the book. And this is a common thing for... For authors that are not public are not uh, traditionally published, there are going to be typos in the book. There are typos right. in the most famous authors' books. Stephen King has typos. Right. Like there are always typos, but people will go into how there are too many typos, and then they'll say the story was good, but there were too many typos. There was good character development, but I felt like there should have been more commas. I felt like there should have been more punctuation, and they'll go into things like that. And then give it like a one-star review. But then I'm like, but you like the story though. Right. But you like the story. You enjoyed how the characters developed. You just didn't like that there were too many typos. Right. Like I get it. It's not always a good flow when there's a lot of typos. But you shouldn't knock off four stars because just, of typos. Right. Especially not if you understand what you're reading still. Because you still finished the story. And you still liked it. Right. So then what's the point? Of you giving it a one star. I guess typos knock off one and a half, maybe two stars for that. I understand that. But four? Yeah, that's too much. I've had, um, just like you said, that I've seen reviews that they complain that there's, you know, this, this story has too much of something or it doesn't have enough of something. But you clearly know from the title and the synopsis that it's a certain kind of book.
again, sorry, he's crazy. Add another sprint. Um. Okay, yeah. Uh, what was I saying? <laughs> <laughs> you you were saying that people write reviews talking about what they didn't like that was in the book, even though they know what it was about from the title and the synopsis. Yeah, I mean, like I've seen reviews where it's like maybe say it's a fantasy book a YA fantasy and then they're like well I gave it a one star because it's a terrible story and then eventually they say you know they say why they didn't like it and then they're like I'm not much into YA fantasy or I don't like YA fantasy so you're like so why'd you read it then right I've seen those too where people people read Joe Hill and say, I'm, I'm not really that big into horror. Like, what are you doing then? Or I don't like horror. I don't read this. I don't read that. Yet you're reading this book and giving it a terrible review. <sighs> but it's just because you don't like those kinds of stories. You know? That's like me reading a romance story and being like, yeah. I hated it. <laughs> right. I don't like romance. So I'm not going to... I'm not going to even read it or write a review about it. And if I do read it, I'm not going to write the review. Right. I mean, I I understand that sometimes you're like, like, I rarely read romance. And I'm like, and most of the time I'm like, I don't really like romance. But sometimes a story, you know, catches my, my attention. Right. It catches my eye and I'll try to give it, yeah, I'll give it a try. And I understand you trying to, you know, branch out and read something different. But if you find yourself not liking it and you know that it's because you don't like that genre, don't bash it. Like, just be like, I bailed or I didn't like it, but... It just wasn't for It me. wasn't for me because I don't read these types of books. I was trying to branch out and it didn't work out. Like, that I understand. But just giving it a terrible review just because you don't like that genre isn't a good excuse. Not at all. Yeah. Not at all. Another most... One of the most recent um, book reviews that I read that made me angry, like, I was angry. And I think I remember telling... You might remember that I told you about um, the one book by Frederick Beckman. Um, the and every morning the way home gets longer and longer. Great story. Right. And for those of you who don't know, it's about, it's told through the perspective of the grandpa, and the grandpa has Alzheimer's. Right? Yeah, it's Alzheimer's. Alzheimer's. And so, obviously... And so, obviously, <laughs> the story, you know, it's not, I guess it doesn't have a consistent flow. Right. But it's because it's through his perspective. It's how he's experiencing life, which we all know Alzheimer's, you know. It breaks your your thoughts and your memories apart, and it, it like rips like rips your your memories in half so 
you're in and out of different thoughts and memories. Right. And that's what that's how the book is written. Exactly. Which is understandable. And then I saw a review <clears throat> saying this book was terrible. Um, I don't even like this author. It's just like his other books. It's so disjointed. I was like, so disjoint. What are you talking about? Yes, it's disjointed because that's the whole frick damn point. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's, that's the whole point. It's like, it is disjointed because that's how he's living his life. Those are his thoughts. That That's how he's, like, he doesn't know. Like, you know from the get-go that it's about someone with Alzheimer's. Yep. There's no secret. Right. It's like, get over yourself. It's supposed to be disjointed. And it's a perfect length for a story like that. It's right. very, very short. If it was a super long book written like that, after a while it would get tedious to keep dropping the, the flow like that. But it's so short that it, it just works. Yeah, it's a novella. It's, it is. Let me see. I have the book. How many pages? Um, 76 pages, people. It's, it's not long at all. Not at all. It's like less than an hour read, pretty much. Yeah, I sat at the library and read it, and it, we didn't stay at the library for very long. And then I read it at the kitchen table <laughs> after right. she bought it. She had to buy it because she, she just couldn't help it. Right. It made me cry. <laughs> and she took it out the package and handed it to me, and then I sat down and read it for like the next 35, 40 minutes. And, <laughs> and then when she came back in the kitchen, I was done. <laughs> Like, it's that quick of a read, and it's great. Yeah. Read the title again so they know, because it's a, it's a very good story. Everybody should read it. And Every Morning, The Way Home Gets Longer and Longer by Frederick Beckman. Yeah. I want to go back to what you said about this person who was saying that this book was bad. Mm. You said that this person said that it's just like his other books, is disjointed. Mm-hmm. Why are they still reading his books then if they don't like the way he writes? I don't know. How do they know it's just like his other books? I've read other books by him, and they were pretty good. Oh. That person obviously likes, likes, his, likes his writing, because they keep reading it. <laughs> uh, he just needed to hate something. He wrote um, a man called Uva. Or Ove. I used to call him Ove until I read the... I listened to the audiobook. And the audiobook, it's Uva. It looks remember? like Ove, though. Yeah. Remember how I was, like, crying at one point? And I then do. laughing at other parts and I do. crying again? Never seen somebody so engaged with an audiobook. <laughs> I was like, man, I thought I was engaged with it. You were super engaged with that one. It was like all the emotions... All of them. <laughs> I remember seeing your fist clench and like go, ah, and then your hand would slam down on the seat. Then like 20 minutes later, you're laughing about something. And then 20 minutes later, I see you wiping your eyes. And I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> this lady is going through an emotional roller coaster over here. <laughs> Man. This author, Frederick Blackman, he takes you through all of the fields. Like, it's just everywhere. 
But, um, yeah. I like his stories. No matter what anyone else says. <laughs> I don't care. Uh, uh, oh my goodness. Yes. What's another important part of a, of a book review that you think has to be there or one mistake that you see people make in like professional book reviews because I know you read those too like when you know somebody's professional they're writing book reviews I don't know I haven't read any newer ones recently so I'm kind of rusty on that um I think some of them reveal too much honestly well yeah well, that's what we were talking about. about yeah, the spoiler territory. Yeah, spoilers. Like, cause I read one just the other day on a book, and they were like, they told everything. It was a summary of the book until like the last few sentences, and it was like, I highly recommend this book because of the story is great and the characters are developed. But you just told the whole story in your review, though. And it was a like a. Um, it was a professional review. That. Yeah, I found it on the site. I don't remember what site it was. I blocked it out of my memory after that. Because <laughs> it was a book that I've been wanting to, that I saw on Amazon. And I was like, yeah, the cover looks cool. So I like did a quick Google search to see if I could find reviews on it. Because, you know, when you go through Amazon, sometimes the reviews just don't. They just don't do it for you. No. Some books just don't have good reviews on them. <laughs> <laughs> and so I went to Google. I typed it in. And I was like, oh, here's a review. And I read it, and it was just the whole summary of the book. <laughs> and doesn't it seem like once you start reading it, like you're you're trying to tell yourself, stop reading it, but your yeah. eyes won't let you? Yeah, because I, <laughs> I got to a point where I was like, I feel like this thing, this review is actually the whole summary of the book about halfway through. And I was like, but let me keep reading. <laughs> and I read the whole thing. <laughs> and then I got to the end, and they were like, and then at the end, this happened. I'm like, ah, yeah. Even the end? All of it. The entire book, they summarized everything. I was upset. I was like, well, that's one book I won't be getting. I won't even enjoy it. So I let it go. Yeah. Um, I don't know what's something that... Um, What I was thinking of also writing is like um, on our reviews, maybe like trigger warnings because some people, you know, they have certain things that they really can't read for emotional reasons and stuff. Right. And so like just writing it on there like, hey, if you don't like this, you know. Violence or gory stuff—you probably shouldn't be reading this. Um, and just kind of put that at the beginning. Probably, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that'd be good, I think, because then it saves them the time. Like, if you don't like blood and guts, don't get this book. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so then they don't even have to read the review; they can just move on. Unless you're one of those people who want to read it just to give it a bad review. <laughs> then I guess we can't, you know? <laughs> huh. 
All we gotta say is we tried. Right. <laughs> and they didn't care. <laughs> Alright, I'm gonna tell you guys. You know, I think this is the first time I've ever given something specific. But what I would like to try for the next episode. If it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. It's cool. It's whatever. But what I would like to try is to have you guys come on and leave us an audio message on the Anchor app. It's Anchor. Spelled the same way you think Anchor would be spelled. Um, It's a free app. You just go on there and you favorite our podcast. And then you can leave us an audio message. If you don't want to be featured in an episode, that's fine. Just let us know in the message. But if you don't mind, just... Just give us your message and we'll put it in. But what I would like to know is what are some things that you find are just the most helpful things ever in reviews? And what are some of the things that you find just the worst things ever to read in a review? I would like to know. And if you don't want to do an audio message, of course, there's always Twitter and Instagram and Litzy. You can find us. We're, we're, we're everywhere. That's what we do. Um, but yeah anything else on the subject well if you want to read our wonderful reviews we are at bookishimpulses.home.blog there you go it's a wordpress site it's really easy to navigate Um, the other day I actually did a a google search for our blog Mm -hmm. I typed in bookish impulses blog and we were the first result. Woo-hoo! I don't know if it stayed that way, but it was that way <laughs> that day. That was like last week sometime. So you could also just do that if you don't remember what she just said. Because <laughs> I don't remember what she just said. Bookishimpulses.home.blog Yes. Got it. Um, what else? What else? I don't think I have anything else. She doesn't think she has anything else. You can follow us on the Twitters at Bookish Impulses and uh, Instagram, Bookish Impulses. Let's see, Bookish Impulses. Uh, I am uh, on Let's see, uh, The Book Addict. And then Twitter and Instagram, I'm the book addict. And I'm Kenneth Toes Jr. on all of them. Yeah, someone stole the book addict from, let's see, uh, from, I mean, Instagram. We're going to have to find him and pay him a dollar for it. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. So, yeah, hit us up. DMs and Comments on tweets and posts and everything else, you know, sugar and spice and all those nice things. And uh, take care. And as always, keep calm and read on.